0: One, two, three, one, two, three, three, two, one, three, two, one, zero. Let's press record. Here we go. Welcome to episode number 11 of my podcast. I've pretty much been losing my mind this morning. I'm not sure if I've ha- I'm having a really high ADHD day or just because I've been sleeping poorly or if. I'm just losing my mind in general, maybe I'm hormonal, maybe I've had too many fucking deep conversations with friends and people and I don't fucking know. Uh, things are a bit of a mess, I think. Like, things are fine and life's going, you know. I've I've been saying that everything just goes in such a flow state at the moment that I feel like I've fucking peaked in my being a human mission. Um, And today, just everything's felt like it's come crashing down. Fucking hell. I've literally had seven million thoughts this morning. I only had like six and six point something hours of sleep and I really need eight. And I had to have an hour long nap when I had a chance before I saw a client because I just thought like fucking hell. Literally, I thought like, fuck things, fuck, fuck everything. I'm going to. So today fuck the rules there's no fucking rules i make rules for this podcast and today's pod, i was like oh god i need to find something to teach people do a fuck i'm doing this for myself and today i just need to talk so here i am with no specific agenda other than i just i just want to talk i need to talk and i like talking and offloading and yeah i even considered renaming this podcast which i might fucking do You, you know whatever um I might do that, I don't know if it's possible, I'm guessing it's possible, surely it's possible to rename a podcast, does it matter, What does it matter, still my name attached to it, Erica Helsinki is not actually my real name, just in case somebody knew, Erica is my real name, but um, Helsinki came from um, being a PT, and my maiden name was Vara, which is a little bit hard to pronounce for the English population, British, British population and then it was just a constant conversation about how do you pronounce that how do you spell that where are you originally from how do you pronounce that how the fucking whatever what is it again what's the double y so why was it so then i was like when i joined as a um, the, the joint joined well not joined i started working from a big box gym i just said we can put hells and get the end of it so some geographically aware people might even have a guess at where I'm from, where I'm from um so there there's a good fucking story to start with. Wow, I'm not sure if I'm like I don't feel like I'm angry. I feel like there's um been a few disappointments just within a couple of days really um I've been full of activities and full of stuff, full of work, just lots of things going on and you know when time's on the cards, and then you get friends who sort of pull out at the last minute, and that's the time we should be recharging and sort of you know getting some fucking emotional support for how you're doing and what you're dealing with and everything and then 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 it just has made me feel like you know my my other people's time they think is more valuable than mine, but That's just for this morning. I'm going to be feeling a lot better when I've had a good night's sleep. And what really didn't help the the matter was uh, last night, I just decided to fucking open a bottle of wine. Like, and I really, really noticed now that it, you know, I was was like, is this a good idea? I was like, oh, fucking hell, I just want to to chill. And I don't want to think about such, such a destructive thing. And I really see it. Do you know, like drinking is not a solution to anyone's fucking problems and at the same time as a very mellow fucking drunk. Not that I got drunk, but you know what I mean. I I just sort of I don't know, it was it was so weird. It was, you know, when when the day's coming to an end and willpower works a bit like a muscle. So throughout the course of the day when you've been having to, you've had to make decisions and basically your willpower then gets depleted. So when it comes to, n- to the nighttime, it's a lot harder to just say, no, Erica, let's be sensible. Let's be full on adult. And I've been feeling fucking fantastic as well. Like physically, I've just been feeling like my HRV, my heart rate variability has been like high. My uh, resting heart rate's gone, like, really low again. Like, you know, when I'm at my sort of peak condition, my resting heart rate goes to something ridiculous, like 42 beats per minute. Uh, it's been about 50 now, which is great. Not today, though. Um, And then and then I work like a fucking rabbit. I go and exercise. I did, oh, fucking how a Monday. It was insane. Went to the hospital for my anesthesia appointment, and that was great. I had a really, really good time with the with the nurse specialist or whatever he was. He was doing all of my ECGs and my blood pressure and my took took my bloods um, and he took my height and weight and asked me 7 million questions. That was really cool. But then I, I sort of rode my bike uh, into town for that and then after that I went skating and then after that I went to gymnastics training. I'm really fucking pushing. I'm really mentally preparing myself for my knee reconstruction operation which is going to be at the start of next month. But now, right now... I'm kind of I'm really I'm preparing myself to handle it fine and I've been reading more than I normally, normally would which is really good it's going to be very useful um but also I've just been staying really active like overly so because I'm kind of like just trying to absorb all the memories and all the all the vibes all the feelings because I won't be able to use my legs I think my my legs going to be rigid straight for a, for a week or two after the operation just so, so that the the screws sort of um what do you call it so the screw's properly attached to the bone. So they're gonna drill into my femur and my tibia, and uh, they're gonna reconstruct my ACL, anterior cruciate ligament, using a graft from my hamstring, which I read up on. And apparently my new ACL, which is the ligament in the knee, is gonna be about four times stronger than my original one. God. Can I just have this operation on both my fucking knees? But yeah, just reading through the things, it's like, oh, I'll need, to, I'll need to have a lift there and back. And they won't let me, they won't discharge me if I'm just on public transport or something. And I don't, well, I don't drive, not that I could drive then anyway. But um, I hate bothering people with, you know, can you pick me up? I do have a, yeah, uh, I hopefully, hopefully that'll be all sorted and it'll be all good. But it's uh, just, just still like the uncertainty of what's going to happen afterwards. How painful is it going to be? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm really most of the time I'm really good at sort of just letting the anxious thoughts sit, and I really thrive on knowledge and information. So I've been watching videos of these operations, and because um, they're going to operate on my my meniscus as well, so that's that's ruptured or torn, torn sorry. So they're going to reattach that or do whatever. I don't understand. Um, but um, it's still an uncertainty isn't it because I think after about six weeks I should be able to sort of weigh bare a little bit and stuff but I'm fucking determined to be and it's really funny now that I'm you know like I, I what I like to do on Instagram is I just like to post uh, my own video log of um the spots that I've been getting up to because it makes me so fucking happy and those are the things I want to remember I'm like oh my god it's just so fucking amazing to be nearly 37 years old and Pretty much to be in a better shape than I've ever been. And I feel like I have keep getting better and better, which is, in a way, insane. Like, I've been, I've been much leaner and I've been sort of... I've done... I don't even know if I've done heavy deadlifts, actually, because I haven't really tried recently. But I feel like I've got a lot of sort of strength that I didn't used to have. And it's so sort of well-distributed because I do so many different sports. It's just such, like, injury-specific... Sorry, sports-specific injuries are so, like, well-predictable and stuff. But because I stay so active doing so many different things, it's fucking rewarding to bits. And I really, really highly encourage you, if you can, like, try a new sport. You don't need to enjoy it, but fucking try it. Or something that I recently sort of really uh, understood about myself on a deeper level is... That I basically, I'm, I'm happy to try pretty much any sport, apart from marathon type of running. or like jogging. Oh, I still, I still would like to try that at some point, but like, I, I, it's just not my sole sport. But it's funny, I, I, I just tend to just like individual sports, and I used to fl- play football, which really fucked up my knees and ankles, so I had to stop, um, or I decided to stop rather, um, but it's, it's. I've now kind of thought that that must come from being an only child, that I just don't want to. I don't like relying on other people. Uh, I'd rather just perform the way I perform, and then know that all the all the successes and all the failures they are down to me, and I've got something to work, something to work on. Um, if I just either excel at a sport, or you know, like if I'm not very good at it, and I just love. I'm really embracing, loving being a fucking no, novice, 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 novicey. No no, I don't know how to say it in English, an amateur. I like being in a position where I've got so much to learn in different sports and say, like, when I go to gymnastics training, oh, my God, unbelievable people. and I can't be bouncing around. Like All I see is traumatic fucking knee, snaps, knee snappages and stuff like that. But, yeah, also another thing I really understood about myself and I had my good friend around uh, who has sent me uh, plenty of questions for this podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um... Is that she said that her fridge is, you know, there's pretty much just the light there. And my fridge is nearly always so full that I can't fit any more stuff in. And I hate letting stuff um, go to waste. So like letting the dates expire and stuff. So I really try and take advantage of all the foods that I've got. And making sure that none of it goes in the bin. I've got three pet rats which are great at helping me eat. Um, But... But also that, and I like to—I like for my dry food cupboards to be a bit like supermarket shelves. It's like a bit of OCD, but not—not—not not, not actual OCD. I'm not—I'm not like that at all. I just like organisation and order and stuff like that, but not—not—not not, um, not very rigidly. But I was just—I started thinking that there's you know lots of people who have got barely any food in the house, and again I realised that this must for me come from my childhood because. I feel like I, because things were really quite scarce, you know, I I grew up with a, as, as an only child with a single mom and we never had much of anything and I think I've grown so averse to that that I just like abundance. Same with clothes, like I just have so many clothes and so much food in the cupboards that I just want to prepare for the worst. I want to prepare for the fucking apocalypse. I want to prepare that if I can't go to the supermarket for six months, I'll still survive. And my, you know, my kids as well, fucking are the most important things in my life. Um, But it's very interesting, isn't it? Like, just for me, oh, if I, oh my God, if I had no savings, uh, if I had no money in the bank account like that, would just, I can't even comprehend. I feel like that would be such a, an anxious existence that I think I I'm I feel like I have the resilience to survive whatever and I'd happily go you know I I left Finland when I moved to England with a 20 kilogram backpack and that's all I had and that's I never missed anything that I didn't have same thing when I went to travel um, in Australia I just had a backpack with me and there was nothing I was missing I had more than enough of stuff, and so I say when I go traveling nowadays, I'm very like low anxiety in terms of as as long as I've got my phone and a charger and a passport, I don't give a shit. Everything else I can go and buy in the supermarket and stuff. But it's it's very quite interesting to really deeply start a process and understand where certain behaviors come from, and just it's it's hard to get perspective if you don't have anyone else to compare to. So. Just to think, I know it's it's quite a male thing. You know, it's it's more often the men just don't really care about the food that much and like they've got hard, hardly anything in the in the cupboards and, and fridge and stuff, but for me, even even before kids, I just want to have plenty of everything. I don't want to have to go to a shop. What if I get ill? What if I get poorly and I really don't have energy to leave the house? I just want to make sure that I've always got food in there. God. And maybe that's also sort of like I don't want to have to rely on other people, which is something that I'm still to this day working on. And I have learned very much learned to accept more help from people, but it still feels really uncomfortable. I was forced to accept more help when when my indie, my five year old indie, was a baby or a small small child because I was so sleep deprived and life was so sort of hard that I think without help, I just felt like I would have fucking lost my mind. And so I had to just ask, like reach out to friends who, who said with a golden heart that if they can do anything to help, I'm like, actually, like can you come and sit in the house for a couple of hours? I just want to go for a fucking walk or something. And it's amazing how much that does to your your mental health. So important, so important to do stuff. Um. What else have I been ang- angsting on? I've I, I read a book. I've read a book. I, I've actually nearly read two books. I can't believe it, because for years I've been trying to get into this reading habit. Well, I haven't really actually tried. <laughs> it's a lot of shit. Um. I've been wanting to, but I've done hardly anything to fulfil that want. But now, this is on the bus. I've finished reading this when I was on my way from the hospital back into town. Um... I read, finished reading this book called The Mindfulness, Mindfulness Playbook. It's quite good because I talked about meditation in the last episode, I think. So it's, it's by Dr. Barbara Mariposa. Mariposa. Barbara Mariposa. How to bring calm and happiness into your daily life. And there's just some things that I learned from this book. Um, for example, it was talking about that flow state in that I sometimes feel like I wish I was more bored. But this book talks about boredom, as, like not being a very good state. State, whereas that kind of I just I do miss being bored sometimes. I want to just sit down, and not have a million things in my head and just think. I like, feel like I need to do something. I would just sit there and think, huh? I've got nothing to do. I wonder what I'd like to do. And then I just struggle with my thoughts of ah, oh, I can't be bothered to watch any telly. Um. And yeah, but yeah, there's there's a thing in this. Yes, yeah, so yeah, so this the book was talking about. I kind of it's really difficult for me to describe my sort of lifestyle to to friends or whoever because sometimes I feel like I I don't want to say that I'm really busy because that's not true that's not correct I don't feel like it's the right word because I have my my days are really full of stuff to do but normally at no point am I in a hurry you know say the other day I I uh, woke up and I just had enough time to have a shower put some Megabon, take the kids to school, I came straight in, straight to work, straight after work I had a half an hour gap between um, like finishing work and having to be in town for to see my barber it takes about 20 minutes to get there so then I just you know it's a chilled out sort of transfer I'm like all right okay what do I need? Nothing really, just choose a podcast, get on my bike and just ch- do a chilled out cycle into town I love my barber, by the way. Oh my god! This is a live live hack for the, for the women out there. If you need a recommendation for a good barber, <laughs> um, I used to be very intimidated by going going to the barbers, and I I loved it when I found my first barber who was willing to to cut female hair. And nowadays, I kind of feel like, you know, I can go because my hair is quite short and then it's sort of more comparable to male hair. And especially in this world when I can be like, you know what, you don't know what I identify as. I do very much identify as female. But, you know, I could go in and just say, oh, you can't discriminate against the female wanting a haircut at a barber shop. So basically, I used to go to female hairdressers and I there is something within me that um, I fucking hate the female chit chat most of the time i just i i want to be i want to be left alone um no 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 it's, just, it's, it's not it's not true i'm i love talking and i love it if somebody but it's it's like always the same conversations and sometimes i just you know if i'm paying for that time then I just want to do whatever suits me, you know. Like in a in a taxi, I sometimes feel quite So sort I'm of like, oh, am I expected to talk? Like, do I need to talk? I don't want to talk, or sometimes I do want to talk. And it's like, oh god, and there's Uber ratings and all sorts of shit. But basically, the hairdresser I used to go to, when I had longer hair, and it basically required a two minute haircut, if that, to just level it out, or you know, whatever it's called, to take the dead ends off and just make it straight. Um, it takes two minutes. And it was like 75 quid. So now I have a barber who I pay, you know, I used to spend, oh my God, getting the toner and highlights and whatnot, at female haird- hairdressers. It's a about 20, 120 pounds every time um, to get a haircut and just get it dyed. And that's it, well, highlights. Half, that was half a head of highlights, not even full head. And now I just dye it myself, just go full on bleach with a purple shampoo. And I go to my barber's. It's 20 pounds a pop. And do you know what's really good? Like, I go there, and I think I end up going sometimes so regularly that I would actually pay the same amount of money if I went to female hairdresser's. But the experience is so much more rewarding. I love going to a chilled out environment where, you know, lads don't care if you want to chit chat. And then I can just, oh, check through my emails, gonna respond to my messages, yeah, just gonna chill or talk, you know, it's just really nice and chilled out. So my barber said, that he loves, it's it's like the easiest job in the world to cut female hair where it's just the ends off, you know, like if you've got longer hair. So if you do have longer hair and you want to get your hair cut, shoot me a DM and I will direct you to the perfect person um, with a good bit of experience. He's a great, great hair artist, I'd like to say. And uh, 20 quid, jobs are good. And Okay, let's go into this book, the Mindfulness Playbook. I was just browsing through it because I I made some highlights and stuff, and there's a section called "Press Pause," and this just reminded me that it's it's quite funny. It's it's to do with you know relaxing and stuff. And one of my first tattoos is a is a play button on my forearm, and the whole idea came from me and a friend being probably 18 in a nightclub, and uh, talking about what kind of tattoos we'd like to get and stuff. And then we came up with this sort of fly philosophy thing where obviously, we, you know, we grew up sort of in the 90s and and uh, listened to see cassette tapes and and that kind of stuff where you had to press physical buttons and everything. And play button obviously is, is a play button and the word play in in Finnish or all, all forms of play have got different words. So say playing music, I used to play in bands. So that's what my play signifies uh, my play button tattoo also signifies having been in plays as in school plays and you know like that kind of being on stage acting uh I've ever since I heard this sort of saying that um you don't grow old because you no you don't you don't stop playing because you grow old, you grow old because you stop playing so that for me is a very very leading life philosophy oh it's 13 13 o'clock um to always keep a playful mind and to make sure i stay active and and keep playing you know like this kind of childlike curiosity there's nothing more rewarding and nowadays as i'm sort of you know getting on i feel like it's harder and harder to find like-minded people who i can connect with um who i can sort of talk to without judgment because i don't know lots of people are just very very stuck in their own ways which is absolutely fine but i feel like sometimes adults lose their lose their child-mindedness i don't feel like i'm a i'm not a childish person uh, but i very much always want to maintain a childlike mind mind like a curiosity willingness to try new things because that's really how you can keep everything fresh and it feels like life's going to last a much longer time and everything uh what else does play mean play 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 uh, well music uh music uh, playing acting being playful and the the deepest uh, meaning of the of the play button is that it signifies living life so and we're thinking about the, I've actually got other buttons as well, like, like this, uh, book mentions, press pause, I've got the pause button, uh, tattooed on my ankle, and that signifies rest or meditation, it's, like, so important to remember to stay still sometimes and just chill, uh, I've got a record button, which is signifying, uh, recorded memories, so basically it's, like, your sort of brain, uh, and, being mindful of what you're what you're doing always because there is no way to erase memories. So once you've you know your your that that record button is pressed down throughout your life, uh, unless you're you know sedated or whatever, uh, lying in a coma. Hopefully not. Best I mean, best of luck. Please don't be in a coma state. Try not to. Um. So it's sort of you know trying to live without regrets and just only you know making choices, conscious choices of the way you behave and what you do that you don't need to regret uh when you're when you're older because it's all it's you know like sometimes you know people go go through childhood trauma and, and bless all these people and there's, there's many 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 of them and not actually everyone's got some kind of childhood trauma but uh, it depends on how you handle it and and yeah you have to rip those wounds open and bring all the deep stuff to the surface and stuff but but yeah recordings for that and then i've got i'm now sort of a bit lost actually because i've got a skip button I think I'd more suit a fast forward button with the way I live my life. Um because I, I don't know. I'm I'm just a bit unsure about what the skip exactly means, but I think it's I don't know, something to do with like life events that would better be skipped, but then I don't that doesn't make sense with the record button, but I don't know. I'm not aware of having things I I regret that much apart from pardon me when I was when I, mean, I was working loads, like three jobs uh, after my first year of uni. And uh, I worked at a construction site and in a nightclub and in a fast food restaurant. And I made so much more money than I ever have. And then I just started paying for my boyfriends, like he was in Finland, for his fucking flights to England to come and see me. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm never doing that again. Come on. Come on, men. Men need some bars, I think. It is, yeah. Well, that's that's my opinion. And it's it's perfectly fine. I've got a friend friend couple who, you know, the woman really wants to work. Man doesn't want to work that much. And it works perfectly fine for them. It's an amazing dynamic. They are a beautiful family. Um, She's super, super successful. So good at what she does. And the guy gets to just focus on the children and stuff. It's, it's all fantastic. And I'm not even going to say each to their own. Because I feel like, you know, life events change you as a person. And it's, it's fine to you know change your mind and and like new things and old things and different things and I really try to keep my mind fresh in the way that I I'm always willing to change my mind about anything so oh god if you've got yeah mm. over lockdown what did I change my mind about I changed my mind about um prisons uh I listened to a really informative podcast on I, I used to just not really have an opinion so I'm not sure how much I can say that I changed my mind but I very much came to the sort of conclusion that actually people especially criminals especially people who've say like fucking made a mistake or you know like say I don't know I don't know if I can use drug dealing as an example but something hasn't really hurt other people but they they ended up in jail and stuff and then you just jails like like prisons like a college for criminals you're just gonna go and learn new things it's like how is that gonna make you a better citizen after you're released so i think it's more important to just get people something meaningful to do like, give them something meaningful to do and that's how they're going to develop and like find meaning in their own life and and yeah what else legalizing drugs never used to i always just think oh drugs are really bad don't do drugs drugs are bad um whereas now i'm kind of on the side of I wish all drugs were legalised because at least then we'd prevent um, uh, um, overdosing and all the drugs would be clean. You'd actually know what you're putting in your system if you wanted to or had to. And then, you know, like say, (laughs) the government would make lots of tax from drugs instead of having having it as an illegal thing where lots of people are... um, What's the word? Not abused. But um it's 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 not good for many people, you know? Um so that literally went used to go to school with somebody who um he died being a drug mule, like trying to uh bring drugs in. I think he did I think he'd either sort of swallowed them in a in a bag thing, condom, I don't know, or shoved them up his rectum or something and they exploded. And then he died. So that's fun. Uh, God, what else have I changed my mind about? Um, oh, big one: pedophiles. Um, explicit content. Uh, I, what I learned is that pedophilia is in the brain. You're you're born being a pedophile, as in having the tendency to fancy to find uh, minors sexually attractive. Which, if it's not your... It's the same as, like, saying, you know, or being gay is fucking sinful. Why the fuck would it be sinful if you're actually born... Like, if you're born gay, you just tend to fancy the same sex. And I'm sure everyone's a little bit gay. But but similar thing, and I know it's it's such a taboo subject, but there just shouldn't be any taboos. God, things should be talked about. I'm getting really fucked off with the fucking modern world. With, like... Oh chat gbt all the ai stuff i reckon in a few years time the vast majority of all the content that's on the internet is created by ai which is a bit crazy because like oh god who who decides oh god things need to be talked about so basically pedophilia if we had therapy support networks if it wasn't such a um taboo what's the other word if it was sort of like okay to talk about it if they if it was okay for them to seek help before acting on their urges then wouldn't that be a lot better to actually provide help for the people who need it rather than um rather than just sort of say that they're bad people and they're horrible people they should be stoned to death and and stuff like it's it's really hard to determine like what's bad and who's bad obviously it is bad you can't be you can't be taken advantage of of young children but that's exactly what i'm saying they just need help and they need understanding same with um same with drug problems alcohol problems like if the support's not there how the fuck are you supposed to get better on your own like we just need to make help accessible to everyone, and like especially in this modern world, there are so many problems. It's unbelievable, and I know I've kind of you know been called very ADHD throughout my fucking life, and that's fine. I haven't sought out the sort of official diagnosis for it because I had a chat with my my friend who is a medical doctor, and she very much sort of just says, "Do you know why, Erica? You're absolutely fine." Why would you need that medication? I'm like, well, sometimes I'd fucking like to have a slightly quieter mind, but I can manage just fine. I've been doing quite well in life. I'm fucking, overall, I'm very happy with my life. And I'm really learning to still like set boundaries um, to sort of really make sure that I prioritize myself. Because if I'm not happy I can't make the world happy and I need to dedicate my time to people who care about me so it's a reciprocal situation. I feel like um, maybe it's happened a bit too many times that I've just wanted to give and then I haven't received anything back or not enough back. And it's just, it's not okay. And I wonder where that comes from. I'm not, I'm not exactly sure, but I'm just trying really hard to, to make sure that I give my time to people who value my time because it's are much more rewarding, like existence, really. Okay, let's go into a couple of things before I need to go to my fucking ice bath. Sorry for the swearing. I don't, I don't even know. Do you know, I love swearing and sometimes I do feel like I should swear less. It's not very feminine. This is the thing. I'd like to be a little bit more more feminine, and I could change, but I just—it's a funny one. I sometimes feel like I really should swear less, but also swearing—we did it. We actually, it's part of some some um, module at university uh, when I when I studied psychology, we studied swearing as well, and it's it's uh, it can be a you know sign of uh, all sorts of things, but it can be you know power words. Um, and it's not necessarily a bad thing. I don't mean to offend anyone if I swear, and I. And again, if you're listening to this podcast and you don't like swearing, then switch it off and move over to another site. Site, whatever, whatever you want to do. Press pause. Okay, let's browse through. Oh, God, what? Where am I going to hold this microphone? I want to just see if I've like done some underlining, underlinings, under strike throughs. What the hell are they called? If I've just highlighted something in the book that I want to, to revisit, uh, why am I so naughty? It must be fever. because I hopefully I'm not having a cold. Oh god, I'm so excited for my new reconstruction. I'm slightly concerned about how it's gonna how the recovery's gonna go, but I'm sure it's gonna be absolutely fine. Now I thought I, I thought I made lots of underlinings. Uh, what are they called? Uh, highlights. Highlight. Highlighting in the book but seems I haven't Uh, okay let's see the first thing I've highlighted that that I could find who am I no sorry straight away ready, wrong who I am is who I choose to be not driven by my let's start again who I am is who I choose to be not driven by my past and what seems probable based on my story my narrative but generated by my sense of what is possible moving into the future So that's, um, it's very true. Like Darren Brown says that, he he emphasises, sorry, he's, he's not come up with the whole concept, but our lives really are the stories that we tell ourselves. So if I convince myself that I'm a really outgoing person, I will be a more outgoing person. And I always sort of try and strive for balance. But it's really funny, especially recently, I've just really been noticing some people who very much play a victim role. And sometimes I'm just, it frustrates me a little bit. And I'm just like, okay, I'm going to, if I can't help this situation or the person, then I need to just pull myself slightly further away from, from the situation. So sometimes I just think like, God, you know, when somebody just blames other people in their lives all the time. So how about you just take a hard look at, at yourself and figure out if it's got anything to do with you. Same with, same with, you know, somebody who says, oh, all my exes are shit. Um, there's there's only one common denominator and it's you so why are all your exes shit okay they might all be narcissistic assholes or maybe it's your tendency to choose those narcissistic assholes how about you reevaluate what you're looking for reevaluate your boundaries and whether you should because i i know I, I used to sort of be drawn towards bad boys okay and i've consciously made the decision that that's not my place to be it's not it's not good news and I'm not there. I very much have this innate sort of want to help help people. And to I used to have this thing of like, oh, maybe I want to fix somebody. Fuck that shit. No, 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 no. I've come to the deep realization years ago that it is up to you, my honey, to fix yourself before you're ready for a relationship or whatever, you know. So especially in this in this this victim thing like I <sighs> no yeah I'm, I'm not gonna go there I'm not gonna go there because I have some I have some thoughts but um let's keep something so that things don't explode let's keep something private but how about I put it this way who I follow on Instagram it's got nothing personal to do with anyone and who I'm Facebook is for me a place for friends. You know, real, real life connections. Instagram for me is a place where I want to dictate what's in my feed. you would be like my best friend and I'll remove them as a follower. Because I just don't want to see their selfies. I don't want to see their lake pictures. Because I just I just want it to be a fucking thingy of active shit and stoic philosophy and stuff that I want to see in my newsfeed. Okay, let's leave that there. That's enough. Okay, What's this? I haven't read read through this, so let's see what it says. Can you, this is from the book, The Mindfulness Playbook, page 168. Can you stay on track with what you're doing and get back to it when interrupted? Can you juggle several activities without feeling tense as you try to hold on to all the threads simultaneously without getting tangled? Do you block out everything around you to stay focused and fiddle while Rome burns? Do the people in your life have to poke you to get your attention? You have very high focus. <laughs> is it to do with focus? Funny that I. Yeah, <sighs> this is okay. So there, there's like my focus. You can make your own notes. And I wrote down I have low focus unless it's something I'm passionate about, which is very true. So again, it's it's really tricky one. Say like how neurodivergence is very popular these days and uh, you know sexual orientation is very popular as in as in you can choose whatever you want to be and stuff and change your mind and everything is fine but it's funny funny how much the more you find out about this on in the media the more people start changing their their minds and stuff and it's really good to be flexible and like really reevaluate and think about what you are who you are who you want to be and blah 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 but um, it's, it's – because I've really been, you know, thinking there's this sort of – all this ADHD chat and whatnot. And I'm very – you know, I'm very – if I start tidying up, I'm terrible. Like, I'll just get distracted at every single point. And, like, my friends are like, how how do you take so long to do this, like like, make things, you know, tidier? I'm like, well, because I literally – I will go through my pile of books and then I go, oh shit, oh no, I need to read this book. Then I start reading that book and that reminds me of something else that I did. Then I move on to that and I'm like, oh, oh no, no, get get back to tidy. Okay, put these books in the corner. Oh no, but I need to leave this this one out so I don't forget about it. And then I'm like, okay, let's, let's tidy up pillow. It's Fine, okay, mm, I've done the sofa. Oh, let's get the hoover. Oh no shit, the hoover's at the gym. Okay, I'll go to the gym to get the hoover. Oh, here I am at the gym. Oh my God, I haven't wiped the board yet. Oh, I have to write these down in my client uh, client's uh, uh, file. I like, oh oh, oh oh shit, the painting. Oh my god, I need to get the paints out because I need to be painting downstairs, uh, like the downstairs cupboard, whatever. And then I go, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, no, but in order to paint, I need to wash the place. Oh, yeah, I start watching this is actually fucking real life from yesterday. And i start washing the place. I'm like, oh you'll know, drive by tomorrow, then I can start painting tomorrow. Okay, oh, where was I at? Uh, gym, uh, okay, okay, let's take the hoover upstairs. Oh I forgot to unlock the door downstairs to, to the gym. Oh shit, now it's fine. I need to remember to go in. And then I'll start hoovering, like, oh my god, no, this oh there's these pens on the floor okay let me turn the hoover off and pick that you get the gist that's how I fucking tidy and that's how my mind works does somebody have a recommendation of like how the fuck I can do you know what I think I should just hire a cleaner again that way I'm like t- on my tippy toes just trying to get everything clear, everything out of the way whilst they're cleaning the surfaces. But also there is nothing more re- rewarding than to have everything in order. And oh my God, I've still not managed. I think I've tried for about a year. I want everyone, everything to have its, its place. But that also means that every single cupboard needs to be full on tidy. And I haven't found a way. To make every single cupboard and every single place completely tidy and organized and beautiful, because that's God, if that happened, oh my God, that moment would be just magical, magical. But then just thinking about my clothes, like wardrobe and everything, oh my God, to rip all of them out. Oh, I do need to actually get a new wardrobe at some point or like get rid of the current one and then replace the carpets actually upstairs um yeah but I need to get there see where my mind goes see 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 many things at once how does one monotask I've, I've, I've become much better at monotasking you know this is one of them this is why I don't edit this podcast this is why I don't cut this is why I don't edit and fix and, and whatnot because I will never publish it I will do one recording can't believe I've been going in going in for 40 minutes I literally thought I'm like I'm like have oh, 10 minutes in me but here we go let's fucking chat shit um Let's see if I've got anything else that's really cool. We'll go through these and then I need to... What time is it? Perfect. I need to go and either skate or do the ice bath or eat coffee cake or whatever. Oh, where was this thing? It was in this book. No, I can't find it though. It was something to do with sugar cravings and it was actually really good. It was It was going into details about um, how when you have sugar it obviously spikes your blood sugar levels and when that crashes down it it, you'll release a higher level of cortisol and adrenaline so cortisol is like a stress hormone and then that's going to encourage for you to keep like fat around your midsection and adrenaline is going to make you seek out for more sugar and more more high more high calorie more fast energy type of stuff so then you're going to crave sugar again so uh, number one thing that i had a really good chat with um uh, with chat I had a good chat with a new client about this, is, is to really try and eliminate artificial sugar. Oh, not not artificial sugar, sorry. Pure sugar. So bad for you. No health benefits. Uh, no need in the modern world. We've got access to food. You don't need that shit. So throw your chocolates out of the cupboards and use them as treats only. Okay, anyway, where are we going? Doing good does you good. Next um, quote from this book. The Mindfulness Playbook, page one nine one. In connection, okay. Mm. In connection, we enhance our sense sense of who we are, like I talked about before. You have to be able to compare yourself to other people, and then you really know, learn to know who you are. In action, we reveal who we are. Mm. In practice, we refine how we express who we are. Yes, yes, and that's exactly where you need to get your reps in. So I'm doing this podcast, I fuck the rules. I'm not like today, I'm just not going to do it in sections. I'm just going to babble the fuck on because that's what I felt like. There's some rules for you, as in rules are made to be broken. Uh, Like Elon Musk, I just talked about this. Oh, my God. You know, when he got that plot of land to try and like start building. Uh, I I actually have no idea where this project is or if it's happening or if it's already happened or whatever but he's like i'm just gonna make tunnels so we can travel really fast from like say america to australia or something and started digging a really big hole and i think it was in joe rogan he's like uh so who'd you ask permission for from from who'd you ask for for permission and he's like well there's no laws about it so we just started digging there we go beautiful if it doesn't hurt anyone just do and worry about the consequences later. Brilliant. In practice, we refine how we express who we are. Very true. It takes a lifetime to try and learn who we are and we still don't know at the end of it, do we? Uh, Okay, what's this? Oh, glucose. Here we go. This is what I just mentioned. Let me read it out to you from the book so I don't just chat shit. It says, avoid quick sugary uh, substances when you feel an energy slump, slump, (coughs) pardon me, and go for protein and natural foodstuffs wherever possible. When your blood sugar drops, the brain interprets this as a threatening situation and releases adrenaline and cortisol to increase blood glucose temporarily. Brilliant. Okay, what's this adrenaline thing? A caveat to this, overambitious adrenaline junkies can become addicted to exercise. All oh, right, okay. I'm a bit of a... I'm trying to find my own balance with adrenaline. I reckon I, uh, you know, I used to go skydiving and just do do pretty dangerous rock climbing and stuff and uh thank goodness i've had children so i've got a bit of sense in my head nowadays i don't seek danger anymore i try and avoid it as best as i possibly can oh my god guess what <gasps> this morning i took the girls to school you know the nonce that i was talking about the the stalker that i reported to the police i'm i think i'm pretty sure that it was him who drove past oh my god in this like, white vehicle it was like right next to my house and oh i hate that and he was just like proper staring, and sticking his like head out. Ew. Oh, but the police have told him he can't talk to me in any way. can't communicate. So he was just really staring, and it was a bit creepy. And I just, I just kept moving. So good story, bro. Hope to never see you again. Uh, what's this one? My ikigai, effortless connection. Okay. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I don't wanna. I don't wanna play roles anymore. I just wanna chill the fuck out. And sometimes I've noticed it myself as well. I don't feel nervous, but sometimes when I'm with people, I do feel like I feel the need. I, I have a need to fill the space with noise, which is really funny because when I'm with people who, you know, like one to one with someone who I really care about and stuff, I just feel really relaxed about being quiet. And that's where I want to be with everyone. I want to feel free to not say anything if I've got nothing better to say. Okay, what's this? Another quote from this book Rather than looking to find ourselves, we are creating who we want to be. We are putting the track down in front of the train as we go along, in tune with our own sense of authentic self and with integrity. This is powerful. This is choice. This is freedom. Oh, that's so powerful. That's exactly what I'm... Like, I'm sure I've said it in this podcast before, but one of my biggest values in life is freedom, which I've created in my, you know, being self-employed and stuff. And freedom. What a powerful thing when you actually get to determine what your life becomes much more than I would if I, if I, if I hadn't made the life for myself. What's this? Your USP. Okay. Unlimited serenity, potential, or obviously unique selling point. What have I Okay. So these are things that I uh, apparently during reading, finishing this book, I wanted to be or become more of uh, fearlessness slash bravery slash self esteem straightforwardness not sure if that's a word but being straightforward i do like i like i love people who get to the point don't beat around the bush just say things how they are and then we can have a good conversation god not taking half a day to get into a good chit chat and curiosity. Curious, definitely number one. Oh my god, number number one. Everything's number one. There we go. That was the last bit of the book. And we are coming to the end of this podcast right now because I feel a sense of relief as in thank you very much for being here as my fucking mentor, my tutor, my listener, my friend, my my my, my point of connection. Thank you so much. Today's episode was a bit different. It's a one blurby section and I, if you've stuck at it until the end, well, that's amazing. If you feel like someone else is as freaking ADHD as me, forward this episode to them. That would be very lovely. And also, if you haven't subscribed slash followed yet, please do so right now. Get your phone out. And until next time, I'm going to Fuck off now. Today's agenda includes, like said, skating or ice bathing. Bathing? It's not actually icy, it's fucking 15 degrees now. Uh, kids, friend from Scotland's coming over. And then chilling out. I need to find apparently some documents for divorce papers. So that's fun. But uh, thank you so much for listening. I deeply, deeply appreciate you. I appreciate you. And. Sending you lots of love. Catch you next time.